And in my spirit, you guys, all I was thinking is go away, go away. I am enjoying my time with Jesus, right? And it was almost as if the Holy Spirit just deposited in my spirit right at that moment, like this bee, it can't even bother you, right? That you are being distracted by things that can't even bother you. And those people back there that you find so annoying and ruining your quiet time with me right now, they can't even see the glory right in front of them unless someone like you pays attention. You're listening to the Pantry Podcast, part of the Spark Podcast Network, now playing on the Edify app. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. And this is the Pantry Podcast, Season 8, Road to Revelation. We're here to help you crave a healthier spiritual diet by teaching you to ask the right questions, seek the right answers in the right place, God's Word, and break free of the junk food the world wants to shove down your throat. We live in a broken world. We can fall down in despair or rise up for our wedding day. This season, we're looking at what it really means to be the bride of Christ in the end times and the many things we can learn from the book of Revelation that will guide us today, tomorrow, and to the end of time. Join us and fellow listeners from 47 states and 66 countries as we marinate on the Word of God, clear the junk from our pantries, and feast on real, everlasting food. Support the show by sharing this episode with two friends that need a godly snack and becoming a partner at patreon.com slash thepantrypodcast for as low as $5 a month. And now let's dig into the meal. Hey. Hello. And here we are again. Here we are. Sitting down. (laughs) <laughs> getting ready to have a conversation and we have someone awesome tonight. Yeah. And as I'm thinking about this episode, right, finding something real. I think that right now with everything that's going on in culture and society in the world, I mean, there has been some big global things that are yeah. happening. And and sometimes we we look at this and we're like, huh, what what am I going to do? Well, we need to find something real. And, you know, when I'm thinking of that, it's like a couple verses came to mind. It's like first John five, four says for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith, our faith is our victory. Jesus become, you know, cause we have faith in Jesus. He's our victory. And then you carry that into Psalms 51, 12. It says, restore me to the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. And I think tonight's episode is going to be one of those ones where you really get to see both the sharing the gospel and the discipleship come into play, the encouraging message being shared to people who might or might not know Christ. And so I'm just going to roll it over to you so you can introduce our awesome guest. Yeah, this is going to be our final guest of season eight, Road to Revelation. And, you know, we've covered some crazy topics. We have covered the mark of the beast, demons, the new age. But we've also covered some things that are already full of hope and promise. Like when we were talking with Dave Ebert about laughter's medicine and talking with Jim Warner Wallace about getting the just like that, the solid, the solid, what's the word? Solid. The, the solid, the solid, the solid, there we go. <laughs> the, uh, the solid foundation that we already have, but like the effects of social media uh, uh, with truth and how we just have so much truth already at our fingertips. Mm. But tonight we are going to be talking to Janelle Wood, who is the host of the Finding Something Real podcast, hence the name of this episode. She's the host and also has been a Christian for most of her life, but has had a deep passion for those who are struggling with faith. She's been through her own seasons of wondering, wandering, hurting, and doubting with a master's level education in counseling psychology, a background in advocacy for women in crisis, and communication skills gained from 17 years of till death do us part. Janelle has found just one who has the answers, and his name is Jesus. So welcome to the show, Janelle. Oh, 
I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Shay and Michelle, for having me on. Here. I need to update my bio. It's 17 and a half years of till oh, death. There, there oh, you go. By my standards, 17.5. I am. <laughs> Big on the decimals over here at the Watson house. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> that now, I track. now, I have been on your show and your show is awesome. And so instead of me explaining the format of your show, can you briefly let people know? And I know you're kind of shifting gears a little bit about the format, but like what has the format been of your podcast? Yeah, well, it's definitely evolved over the last two and a half years since I started the podcast. In the beginning, it was me interviewing guests. And then right around the time that COVID hit, I realized that I loved having co-hosts on who didn't know Jesus. Um, that's always kind of been a passion of mine. And that goes way back. And I loved having them talk to guests, Christian guests about the gospel. But what I realized in those conversations and those first aired in April of 2020 was I wasn't giving that co-host or that young woman an opportunity to share her story. And I love this quote by David Augsburger. It says, being heard is so close to being loved that to the average person, it's basically indistinguishable. And I thought, how can I hear her um, and create a more of a dialogue here? And so last year, season four of the podcast, we did a whole, almost a whole year where we had uh, young women who weren't sure about Jesus or maybe were sure, but just had a lot of questions come on and co-host with me all month. At the beginning of the month, they shared their story they asked their hard questions or shared their objections to faith. And then throughout the month, we had Christian guests on to talk and address those questions. This season, we're doing the same format as far as that's concerned. We're doing some things differently behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But what I'm really excited about this season, which is it's starting to air actually today <laughs> and this, uh, when we're recording this. Um, but in March, it's really going to get going with my uh, different uh, young women that are going to join me. Um, what I love is that because we're changing some things behind the scenes, I'm getting more young women who are unsure about Christianity to come on the podcast. They may not join me for the subsequent conversations that we have, but their questions and their journeys are going to curate every episode, um, of this season, season five. So I'm really, really excited. I love this format. I love the vision that we have, uh, to love on young women who are questioning faith and in turn, encourage and educate those, uh, Christians who love them. And so, um, yeah, it's I, you. You noticed I looked at my notes there because I can never remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, but podcasting, yeah. yeah, podcasting is definitely something that shifts. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's a constant role because okay, here's the deal: the spirit is constantly speaking to us, and the spirit is constantly asking us questions. But there, when, when I was listening and going through your podcast and listening to episodes, there were four words mm. that stood out in every episode, mm. and of course, it's in your beginning, and and I want you kind of like. Why these four words? What were the, why were these the four words that you chose to put into every episode, regardless of the direction? And that would be restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. Well, it's so funny that you asked that, Shay, because today I talked about that. <laughs> Maybe we should actually like we'll talk link about to why that show note. <laughs> <laughs> There's a commercial right there. Um, no, you know what? I, Someone asked me that about a year ago. I was on somebody else's podcast and they said, how did you pick these? And I think I came up with some spiritual answer. But the truth is, I, I knew that I loved the word real um, because for so many people, um, Jesus, it's a fairy tale. Right. Mm. And, um, and especially I, I talk a lot with young women who are from uh, Europe and Asia and those kind of places. And what they know about Jesus is on par with the Easter bunny. Mm. So I wanted to have real in, in the title if possible. 
And then I started thinking, what is unique about Jesus that only he can truly offer in their truest forms? restoration, that he can restore all the bad that we've ever done. Um, you know, he can take the bad things that happen in our life and make them beautiful. Um, eternity, you know, the keys of eternity belong to him. Um, authenticity that we don't have to be anything that we aren't. When we come to him, we can come broken and messed up and all the things we can say are the four letter words that maybe our mom doesn't know. And he already knows it and love, which is unconditional grace. And sometimes I politely argue with some of the young women who come on my podcast because they'll say, well, you can have all these other things, but you can't have eternity or they'll, they'll say these different things. And I'll say, and sometimes off the air, uh, actually, I really think truly that if you look in scripture, it's only Jesus who offers these things in their truest form. And uh, so that's why um, those words were chosen. And I, I like to always ask the same question at the end of every podcast where I ask that question. Uh, of these four different things, restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love, which stands out to you the most in your, your life right now and why. So Man, I, I definitely like acronyms, <laughs> the, the military in me, oh, the military in me just like eats them up. I'm throwing them out all the time. And I like that. You know, I didn't, I didn't even catch it right off the bat, but when you said it and you look right down that list and it just says real. And mm -hmm. I think that that is something that we as believers really need to, to, to show the world that, Hey, look, we're not perfect. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not, you know, we're, we're going to fall down. We're going to trip, we're going to stumble, but we, you know, we might not be better than you, but in our case, mm -hmm. we are better off. Mm -hmm. and, and how do we portray that? How do we show the world that that is something that Jesus offers? And I, and I like what you said in all four of those points. Yeah. 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 Cause you know, one of the things that we've talked about so much this season is just purpose. What is your purpose in the end days? Because when people hear end days, they think, okay, time to tap out. Maybe a virgin with a lampstand, get some oil, you know, wait it out, you know, hold on for dear life, wait it out. Um, and that's kind of across the board. And, and, and then some people are like, well, no, we need to take it back depending on what your, um, what your beliefs around what the end times actually like the end end times are actually going to look like, you know, some people are like, well, we need to reclaim this land for the Lord or, mm -hmm we're going to have to deal with a lot of terrible things before he comes, or this is our trial. This is our test. We're going to leave. And then the rest, but everyone's kind of focused on what should the Christian be doing? And what's funny is a lot of people are saying, are, are avoiding the, you know, the great commission when they ask this question, because they're looking for that hyper specific thing that they're supposed to be doing. Like, okay, what is it going to look like for me? And what I love about your show is that, You've already, you've just made it. I mean, of course, there's some very deep, important decisions you've had to make to shape the show and what it looks like. But you were like, I'm going to make this kind of uncomfortable. Everyone else is like, I'm going to sit there alone and do this. I'm going to bring the people that have the questions to host. I'm handing them the mic. Like, it's not just like, hey, you're a guest and I can edit and chop. No, you're saying like, come alongside me. And you get to ask the questions mm. and we're going to and I'm going to bring people on and you're kind of shepherding in that way. You're, you're help, you're helping them get sound doctrine by who you bring on as a guest. And that's such a, that's such a gift. So over these last four or five seasons, you know, how have these episodes and these interviews kind of impacted your hope and, and what your purpose is for the Lord? Yeah. Well, I think it's still the same. You know, I, I don't think it changes, right? The command is this, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. 
And I heard a speaker once say, you don't find water in the desert and you keep it to yourself, right? Mm. That's cruel. And so when I hear Christians who are hoarding water for themselves or, you know, going into this tribalism mentality, it breaks my heart. Um, it, it really does. It, it grieves me in a very deep way because so often I, I just got done having, um, I think nine or 10 interviews with young women uh, just this past month in preparation for the next season. And I sit down and I talk with them. And so often I'm hearing stories of, I've never known another Christian. You know, I've never known that this was even a possibility. We talk about, you know, unreached people groups. They're right there, right? right. I mean, we host exchange students the girl that we're hosting right now, and she'd be fine with me sharing this. Um, you know, she's never met a family like us before and that's okay. You know, and I tell her, uh, you know, we're your crazy Christian family, <laughs> but she'll sit down and she'll talk with me. And I think, you know, Michelle, they don't always come to the table. Um, it's not always an invitation that's accepted, but if we have humility and grace, the same grace that God has given us with other people, and we, honestly, just look at ourselves and go, okay, God, um, I want to use the talents you've given me, the love that you've given me to love other people. We'll never be without work. There's always going to be somebody in front of us to love on. And when we look at, you know, scripture, and I think it, I want to say it's Acts 1-8, but I might be wrong, um, where it says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. We receive that power as witnesses. And so often when I um, experience the incredible power of the Holy Spirit is when I'm sharing that witness of who he is with somebody who's never heard it before or who has doubts or questions, not in a, I told you so, and I'm so much better than you kind of thing, but Hey, I'm figuring this out too, but I found something real in Jesus. And I invite you on this journey to see for yourself is he who he says he is. I believe he is. And I invite you. And, and that's just been um, really beautiful to recognize. I don't have to have all the answers but I believe I know the one who does. And um, so I hope that answers your question. I oh, don't know. Yeah, passionate about it. Yes. No, no, that's pa- what we need. That passion. <laughs> passion. I'm telling passion. you. No, I, I, you know, as you guys are talking, you were talking about our cups runneth over, you know, and Michelle said oil. And then you're talking about, you know, not the, so tribalism. Yeah. We, 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 we see this and we see, and what I've told people is, you know, we come together as grouping, you know, that's, that's where we, you know, heal. That's where we kind of come back. We dust ourselves off. Like, all right, let me get ready and go back into battle. And that's the important part though, is not just coming together and just holding on to that oil. Like we're talking about here. And you know, I, I start thinking of Elisha and I start thinking of the woman who has just a little bit. And he's like, no, 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 no. Just go to all of your neighbors. Just keep going out there and keep bringing these jars back. Keep bringing these jars back. See, we're not just facing inward. Now we're facing outward. Now we're going out into the, to the population. Now we're going out into the people who need Jesus. Granted, we're believers. We need Jesus too. But man, when we start to go out and share and we start bringing these jars back, we start bringing people and he starts filling these people and starts mm-hmm. filling them with the oil and they start overflowing. It's, it's amazing to watch these transformations. It's amazing to see people who all of a sudden the light bulb goes on and goes, oh, what? So, in your dealings and, and, and all of the episodes that you've done, what is it? hundred and what is it now? 180. No, I, don't even know. I, think, yeah, I think I saw like 180. <laughs> I decided something. things I need to not keep track of. Right. This, but, of but it's crazy. Right. But I mean, that means there's been a lot of people touched. A lot of people have sat down and got to hear the gospel. Have you seen some beautiful light moments like the, where the beams mm. just go Doof, and they're like, wait, I get it. You know, thus far I haven't had anyone come to Christ on the show. Right. And, um, in my flesh, I'm like, 
Lord, I really want that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, I, what I have seen, and I actually replayed these episodes in January of this year. And I know Shay, you listened to some of them, but um, I have a young woman in my life. She's from the Netherlands and we never hosted her, but we hosted her sister and she came on the podcast. Her name's Doc Mar. And she's an honest seeker. So she's not just, you know, an atheist, not, you know, definitely wants nothing to do with God, which I'm excited that, that I have someone in my life who wants to be on the podcast and is in that place. She's not just agnostic in the sense that I'm not interested at all, but I'll, you know, appease you by being on your podcast, you know, like she's genuinely like hungry. Mm. And we had some incredible conversations uh, last April. And then what was really amazing is we got to privately start reading scripture together. Mm. And so just recently I got to re-interview her for a Patreon episode uh, that aired at the end of January. And I asked her about it and she said, I got to re-listen to all these episodes that we recorded almost a year ago. And she said, it was like re-recording them all over again. It was like re-experiencing it all over again. And it's so compelling. And I said, what was so compelling? You know, like, what is it? And she's like, the fact that there's a God who loves me. Like she, she shared the gospel message right back at me, you know? And what's so incredible is I said, well, Doc Mar, you want to come on this journey again? We'll do this again. And she just filled out the little survey because I have all the young women who come on the podcast, um, share their questions ahead of time. And she just shared like, how do you know when you're ready? How do you know when you're ready to take that leap of faith? Mm -hmm. How do you know when you're ready? And um, it has been light bulb moments so often, like I'll be talking to somebody, even uh, our German exchange daughter right now, you know, we'll be talking. She'll be like, the gospel is like exactly opposite of our culture right now. Like the self-love mentality of you're good enough the way you are, all of this stuff. She gets it, you know? And I think that is what drives me. It's this incredible passion. Like even if right now they're not interested in hearing uh, later on, the great thing about a podcast is it lasts for a long time. Yes, right. Yes. And so it's been just a really beautiful thing to have those kind of conversations and to just be sowing seeds and be okay with the outcome that belongs to the Lord. Amen. Right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to jump right back on that. Cause I did listen to that episode with Doc Mar, and, and actually the one that really got me was the one with the mama bear apologetics. Lindsay. <laughs> wow. Uh, like, like, and she, but she held her own, like you, mm-hmm. like you're saying, she, she, she thinks about things. She asked good questions. And I think she came from Catholic background. I think that there was very minimal Catholic. Yeah yeah. 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 So it was like, but it was, it was cool to watch her interact with somebody who is so versed in apologetics and sit there and be able to come back with some beautiful questions. So, Hey, look guys, if you hear, if you hear this right now, go out there and check out that episode, but I don't, I'd give you the episode number, but we ain't counting, but it's the mama bear <laughs> apologetics I'll episode, man, find Michelle, it. find it, drop yeah. it in the notes, but Josiah. it was awesome. No, yeah. I'll do it just um, no, I mean, your podcast makes me think and you, because we've had a chance to talk a few different times leading up to me being on. And then since then, but you know, Romans 15, 13, it says, may the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace in believing Mm. so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And hope is such a powerful thing. And and there's full blown conversations about the difference between hope and faith, hope and faith. But the, the tangible expectancy that we have when we go out and share, because we realize that maybe not immediately, but you know, soul winning is for the Lord. You know, it's not, we go out to partake in a piece of it 
And he has all of these amazing analogies about food and plants that I just eat up literally. That's why this is the pantry podcast. Like, <laughs> reason number 7,500. <laughs> but, um, but we can be the ones that plant the seeds. We can mm-hmm. be the ones he calls to water them. We can be the one that, you know, helps till the ground to be prepared for seed. There's so many different ways that we we can help weed out some things that shouldn't be there, chase some fo- little foxes away. You know, there's all these things. Um, and one of the um, things that came to me, um, it's actually three little verses jumping from Matthew to Second Timothy back to Matthew, but mm. pretty much, and you can see in the show notes, the actual verses, but, you know, like in the days of Noah, so they will be in the days when the son of man returns, right? So saying things are going to be a hot mess. People are going to be crazy. <laughs> and then in second Timothy, but evil people and imposters will flourish. We tend to sit there and say, they're going to flourish. They're going to flourish. But then it goes back to the wheat and the tares in Matthew 13. Let both grow, grow together until the harvest. Mm. So if he's saying evil people and imposters will grow worse and worse, that's one translation or flourish. That also means that the hunger, that the growth of the believers, that these things are also growing because they're growing up together and then he will separate the two. And when you bring on your guests, you're, I mean, I'm sure it's prayerful and it's also based on like who says yes, which is also Holy Spirit working on behind the scenes. But how do you help discern who you're going to bring on to co-labor in the watering and the soiling. And cause like, I mean, okay, you've got this, you've got this co-host, mm, yeah. you know, something about them. You, you've heard some of the questions they're asking. How do you then determine who the Lord wants to use to help you, you know, grow them and, and, and prep this soil and all of this stuff to get, cause I think that's also an important question when we go out there and do the great commission, like how, how do you help discern who, who to co-labor with? Yeah, that's a great question. And in the beginning, when I first started this format, I was really nervous about that. You know, I remember reaching out to someone I knew who was part of an apologetics ministry. And I said, listen, I don't want to get these young women on board and then leave them out to dry. You know, if they bring up these questions, I want to be able to at least have somebody on who loves the Lord, who can answer them. Um, And so it is prayerful. And I think, to be honest, it's that is what it is. Um, I when I reach out to someone and I talk with them and they share their objections and I allow them to ask whatever they want. I'm giving them that freedom. And I think part of that is that I don't believe there's anything this side of heaven that God can't uh, withstand, you know, as far as questions go, it doesn't mean we'll have all the answers this side of heaven, but it does mean that I don't think there's anything that is going to be like, Oh yeah, (laughs) you just ruined Christianity. Right. (laughs) And so then once, um, once those questions or objections are shared, uh, my my assistant and I, I have an assistant who helps me with scheduling um, and getting the podcast out. We'll we'll pray about it. And my husband and I, we pray almost every morning um, about the podcast or about other things. And often it's about the podcast. I'll just say, hey, I've got these things going on and um, just asking God to lead me to the right person. And sometimes I'll think he's led me to the right person and it will be a no. And I'll be like, mm-hmm that stinks. Cause if they really knew what I was doing on this podcast, they would say, yes, like I get a little prideful. Um, and then I have to repent to that and just <laughs> accept that God has someone else in mind. Um, and he's going to use whoever, because the, the thing about it is if God can use a donkey, he can use any one of us. Amen. And, uh, <laughs> and so who I may believe in my spirit is the right person. Um, 
it's not always the case. And sometimes the best episodes have been people that I wasn't expecting. Josh White is one of my favorite guests. He's been on the podcast a couple of different times. He was not who I was expecting um, when I first met him. And I remember thinking, who is this guy from Portland? He has shared the gospel so beautifully the the two times he's been on. But I'm like, that guy could come on my podcast anytime mm. um, because of the way he shares about who Jesus is and what he's done. So you just never know. I like that. You know, it makes me think of Luke 12, 12, you know, do, do not worry about what you will say. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit will let you know in that time. Yeah. I, I think that uh, a, a, a maturing Christian starts to understand that they're like a believer. They're like, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be at some overwhelming odds sometimes, but you know, it's not by my might nor by my power, but by the spirit, saith the Lord. And when we start to understand that we humbly pull ourselves back from the engage gauger to the disengagement so that he can be the engager. I know that sounds confusing to some people, but <laughs> it's like most of the time in life, we want to answer everything. We yeah. want to have every answer every to every question. Um, and it's like, we don't, yeah. we don't have that. And, and sometimes I might have to sit there with some people ask me questions. It's like, I got it. Let's look it up together mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and see what, the, and, and you let the Holy spirit guide you to those verses. Um, I think that's really important. And what you're saying is very important. And, and there's something in there that you were talking about, about you and your husband, mm-hmm. you know, coming together in this equal yoking for this message. Um, how powerful is that? That before you move forward, you're praying, you know, mm-hmm. we're praying, we're pausing, we're proceeding. And I think those are just beautiful things. There's my acronym, by the way, the triple P, the triple P, pray, pause and proceed. And I've probably said this hundred times, but I always tell people, I said, yeah, it used to be pause, pray and proceed, but I get stuck at pause and never move forward. So it's like pray, pause and proceed because we're the Holy Spirit's there. And I think it's an amazing thing mm-hmm. that that's one of the promises through the gospel, through Jesus Christ, the resurrection that, you know, the death, the resurrection, all this stuff that he came back and said, you know, you won't be alone. Yeah. I, I, I am going to give you an advocate, a counselor, someone you can tap into. And the only way that we can do that, and I love that, is hearing how you guys get up in the morning and pray about who's going to be reached. And I, and, and I mean, I, I'm prayerful, man. I, I heard that you had an application. I'm like, man, I know some people. I'm going I'm to kick it out to them and be like, hey, look, I know because there's people out there. There's friends of ours that struggle in this, that mm-hmm. maybe you're questioning or going through something and, and there's a struggle in their life or, 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 or something that's going on. And I'm like. Man, how awesome is this podcast? And, you know, all glory goes to God, of course. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, wow, that someone, anyone that has questions at any level, even if it's an unbelief, can come onto someone's platform and have the gospel not only shared, but digested, talked about, dissected. And and so I, I'm just amazed. I mean, I'm amazed. I, I'm going to keep listening. I'm like, what? I found some, because I think I know, it's, I was, no, I've been telling him, I was uh, like, apologetic this is wise, one. apologetic wise, it, it's good for a lot of people to listen to yeah. because you get to hear authentic conversations. Yeah. Well, I would say most of the feedback I get is from Christians. It's not from the non-believers, right? <laughs> I invite those people on the podcast, um, but most of the feedback I get is from the Christians who are going, whoa, I didn't know that you could have a conversation like this, or I'm learning Mm. from this interaction. Um, But it's really hard. It's very difficult to get a non-Christian or somebody who's very skeptical or hurting about faith uh, to listen to a podcast that is about faith. And so, um, yeah, bringing them to the table in real time, um, that's been a nice way to bridge that gap. Um, but yeah, it's, there's nothing, (laughs) I, I I love the format. I love what I'm doing. If 
I could figure out a way to do it seamlessly, I would probably do it forever. <laughs> I don't know. I if know I will. Right? <laughs> um, but uh, there's nothing special, you know, like I think God wants to use anybody who is just willing and who goes, okay, what do I have? What gifts can I use? And just, I want to get over myself and, and go for him, you know, God, let me be part of whatever Amen. you're doing. And, um, and so he has been so faithful and, you know, I, I wanted to share a little story. Is that okay? You guys, yes, it's absolutely. very short, yes, yes. but I was reminded of this today when I was preparing, I was thinking, what am I going to talk about? Um, but I gave a little talk, uh, back in October and I, I shared this story. I love going to the beach. Like, um, you guys are on the East coast, but on the Oregon coast, it's just beautiful. I have this special place that I go and it's where, I don't know if you guys have this, but it's like this place where I always feel close to God. You know, it's right on the ocean. I usually have my log that I sit on. Sometimes I have a cup of coffee. I've got my journal, I've got my Bible and it is like wow. my place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, my family and I, we go to this conference center. It's a Christian conference center at least once a year. Sometimes I go multiple times. I think I was there for a women's conference in May when this happened. And I went out on the beach early in the morning and I'm sitting there having my beautiful morning time. I'm watching the glory of God right in front of my face, right? Because the sunrise and the birds are chirping. It's perfect. And then all of a sudden this little bee, I don't like bees, uh, starts buzzing around. Right. And I am annoyed. I'm annoyed. I'm like, get away. You're ruining my special time with the Lord. Right. I'm journaling as I'm doing this and it keeps buzzing. And I look and it's not even the kind of bee that can actually sting you. It doesn't matter. It looks like a bee. Just get away. Right. I'm having PTSD. And then there's this couple that's starting to walk and, and you know, the, the, the ocean carries that are the, the sand. I don't know what the acoustics are doing, but I can hear them and they're talking and they're a young couple and the guy is hawking loogies and they're saying four letter words. And I was annoyed and frustrated. And in my spirit, you guys, all I was thinking is go away, go away. <laughs> I am enjoying my time with Jesus. Right. And it was almost as if the Holy spirit just deposited in my spirit right at that moment, like this bee, it can't even bother you right? That you are being distracted by things that can't even bother you. And those people back there that you find so annoying and ruining your quiet time with me right now, they can't even see the glory right in front of them Mm. unless someone like you pays attention. And it spoke so deeply to me because I, I get annoyed. I am not perfect. Mm -hmm. I get, I'm frustrated with people all the time. I'm like, come on, Jesus (laughs) is the way, like, just get over it. Right. I know I'm like that. But it really spoke to my spirit that day because I think so often that is my posture. Like people are annoying. The world is messed up. I just want to focus on Jesus and get to heaven, right? Right. And really there is work to be done. And as long as we're here on earth, we're not off the hook yet. We need to run our race. And our our goal is to love those that he came for. He came to seek and save the lost. Mm. So, yeah. Mm, thank I mean, you for sharing. Yeah, that that's story. a beautiful story. No I, distractions, <laughs> annoyance. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we I, let flaws distract <laughs> us way too much. Like there's almost a theology of flaws. Like everyone's got their line in the sand. Like they won't in, like this this flaw. I won't engage with this flaw in 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 humankind or yeah. you know. They're quick to label human beings as the enemy and as demons and things, especially in again, like this end time mentality. If you realize like we're like Jesus on his way, some people are like, that means I got to get out there and be like Janelle and like do what God called me to do times of the essence. And other people are like, 
more and more demons, just demons, you know? And I know sometimes like Shay will talk about something and I'll be like demons, you know, because like, I blame them for all the lies. I give them that. But, but, um, what you were saying earlier about demons, how, <laughs> you know, you know, they're there, but, um, but not to get distracted by them. And what you said earlier about the tribalism and how it grieves you, which I love that it, I love that it grieves your spirit because it shows the Holy Spirit at work because it mm. grieves the Lord to see those who have tasted the water in the desert hoarding it like God can't bring more water. You know, there there is a great book that I highly recommend anyone pick up. And it, I think it's five dollars on Amazon um, besides the Bible. Um, it's <laughs> called Sit, Walk, Stand by a guy named Watchman Nee. Have you guys mm. read it? Oh, I don't yeah. know. If well, I know Watchmen. Yeah, read the we book. know Watchmen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, the whole premise of the book is a, a summary of Ephesians and it's talking about in order to uh, stand against the enemy and walk in your calling. Um, and I'm totally mischaracterizing uh, all this, but this is basically the gist. You <laughs> first need to sit with the Lord. Mm. And so often we want to jump ahead to the, the, you know, standing and the walking and fighting things off. And then we're doing it in our own strength and we get burnt out and we're exhausted. And nobody <laughs> is going to be affected that way. Or if you are, you're going to be exhausted and you're going to burn out really quick. We have to sit with him. You know, we're commanded to love, love the Lord, your God, love those around us. But what I think we often forget and something I see often, and I also am guilty of it myself. We forget that in order to love, we must first know and receive his love. It's the overflow of him. Not us, you know, doing, 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 getting it right all the time. No, we're never going to get it right all the time. It's the overflow of his love in us. And I've heard, uh, you know, different speakers. I think um, the Gospel Coalition even had a little uh, article about this, about how often Christians who say that they believe God loves them struggle with that. Um, and I think that that's true. I think so often if we truly believe that God loves us and he did what he said, he did then it's a natural overflow to share it. We don't have to get the gumption up. It actually just naturally flows out. And that starts with, you know, sitting with him. And you guys were talking about the prayer time that I have with my husband. We've been married 17 and a half years. I think we were married in 2004. I think that's right. Um, and it took a long time before we started praying together on a daily basis. And when we finally did, do you know that our marriage changed? Like it just changed. We started praying together, asking each other a very simple question. How can I pray for you this morning? And we started reading one chapter in the Bible in the morning. That's it. And there's studies, secular studies, I think even out of Harvard, I don't know, um, that say that couples that pray together like that, it's like a 0.0 something percent actually break up, right? Mm -hmm. it, that is how powerful prayer is. That is how powerful being abiding in the vine is. Mm. Um, so I think it's not... You know, I, I don't have a bunch of, uh, you know, crazy things right. that I do. It's standing and abiding, sitting in with him, sitting with my savior. Yeah. Well, crazy is okay. I love that that's your answer. Because <laughs> I think so many times we go after the formula and that does become crazy. Like in the sense of like the wrong kind of crazy. Like we're like, that's religiosity. That's the check boxes again. Like if I can just do it just like this person did it, you know, whereas... That's ignoring that God made you very specific. And when you were saying that, you know, in your purpose, it's it's beautiful to just be used by the Lord. It's beautiful to witness anytime someone is 
being for the Lord, mm. you know, because it's this beautiful orchestra, sometimes a one man show, sometimes a, a quartet or something, but you know, it's like, it's amazing because he's using them the way they were made to be used. And so it doesn't feel weird or unnatural or crazy. It feels like they're in flow with the Lord being used. And a lot of those formulaic things can go out the window because you realize that the plan he has for you is so customized. You just have to trust him. And I was kind of at that point of like, crazy's okay. <laughs> no, like, like in that sense of like, okay, uh, Pastor Jackson in Kenya, uh, someone yeah. I work with very closely. He was my, he discipled me. And over the years, it's just now we're like brothers, but it's like, you know, he comes from a religious church. He, he comes from, he, he's actually moving away from that right now because of the tribalism and the religiosity and all these yeah. things that are involved in that. And, and, and they call him radical. They call him, you know, you're, you're crazy. You're radical. You're, you know, all this mm-hmm. grace, all this finished work, all this, what Jesus, no, we got to keep our little, you know, our little hooks in. And he's like, nah. So we've, we've come to the conclusion, him and I, through our conversations that, you know what, the world's going to look at some of us like we're crazy, right? Yeah. like we're radicals, but it's not that we're doing anything that extreme or, or thinking that we have to, it's because we're not following that, that norm. It's like, hold up. Uh, I don't feel like. No, I, no, I don't need to go that route like everybody else is. Maybe we should try this other route because this is where God's guiding me. And, you know, yeah. of course, you know, we sit there at the end of the day and it's like whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Right. That's easy. Because <laughs> <And I laughs> it's not it is not easy. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I think, too, let's be crazy for the right reasons. Yes. You know what I mean? Like right. there's yeah. a lot of bad press about Christianity. Let's be crazy for, you know, being all in for Jesus. Let's be crazy for, you know, uh, Josh White, who I mentioned earlier, he says the gospel is offensive by its very nature. It's offensive, right? The fact that I'm not perfect, the fact that I need a savior, um, it's okay. That's why I tell, you know, a lot of people, I'm a crazy Christian. It's okay. You know, like, let's talk about this. It's okay to own that in some ways. Mm. And I think too, like just that humility piece of, I don't have... We don't have all the answers, but let's, let's search it. Let's that crazy. It. We, we're starting something new here. Crazy. No, hashtag crazy. No, <laughs> hashtag right. crazy. We're going to, we're going to make it happen. No, I, I, I like what everybody's saying. I, I love the, the ideas that are here, mm-hmm. the love that's here, the desire to love on people. Um, you know, we, you call it overflowing. I call it reflective. You know, I, nothing I want nothing to be of me. Now that, that doesn't always transpire. Like we've talked yeah. about, sometimes me comes out just a little too strong, <laughs> but, but we really want to just be those reflections of that love. Cause my love's imperfect. His love is perfect. Yeah. My grace is imperfect. His grace is perfect. Um, and we learned that 17.5, you know, for you and, and, you know, we're getting there we're, we've been together seven. And so it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, you, you iron sharpens iron and you yeah. go through your things and you're, you know, our relationships, Oh, we have the, you know, the, the God, and Jesus and Christ and Holy Spirit in our relationship. <laughs> and we're, you know, nothing ever goes wrong. Uh, yeah. uh, hit the button, stop. But I, I, I think it all comes back to what we were talking about and that's loving people and, and back to a platform of breaking the, the Christian norm, Western Christian culture. Um, I came back to, to church in 2014. I didn't really understand the church back when I was a kid anyways. And I'm like looking at it coming from a military background and saying, Oh, we did. Whoa. Yo, where's the camaraderie between mm. brothers and sisters? And I'm not talking in your church. I'm talking about in, in the, the areas around us when we look no different 
than those, the culture that we're out there trying to disciple. I mean, oh my gosh, you hit the streets and they're like, I get hammered by, by, by people. And, and I'm not out there like, Hey, you need Jesus. No, it's like, Hey, what's up, man. You start the conversation, hang out, be there a lot. People start to see you. They start to be like, Oh, there's that crazy dude sitting on the corner that, that just talks to everybody and, and has his free prayer sign. But what happens is you get those questions, but you know, when you can sit down and, and form these relationships and have time to spend with people, you start to understand and, and feel their pain, their hurt, um, and why they're seeking something. Yeah. And, you know, we just throw it out there because, you know, there's only one way and that's through the, you know, through Jesus and he's the one that's going to have to knock and they're going to have to answer. But I, I again, um, back to the people you've had on your show, you know, I, I, I heard something else and I'm, I'm just ran, I'm going because there's a lot going on in my head right now. Because <laughs> No, just the ideas of what we're talking about is so impactful and important. Um, you don't know who's listened. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we all the time, we're like, I wonder who's listening. And like, is anyone listening? And, you know, we see, you know, you get your numbers and all, whatever that we don't even care about. But all of a sudden, somebody out from somewhere left field that you don't even know says, hey, I just heard something on your podcast. You're like, wow, there's people I'm sure that are listening to this, whether they're believers or unbelievers. And when you set up a, a, a platform where you're allowing them onto your platform, I would bet you'd be surprised at who's listening to what you're putting out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right, look, we leave it in God's hands, but it's just, but I, but the, it's amazing how that works. It is yeah. just phenomenal how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Passive, passive consumption is huge. The feedback is rare, but the impact, especially when it's the living word is so yeah. lasting. And if people are digging randomly, like just seeking the truth, wherever they can try and find it, they may not even remember your name. It took me a lot to actually find the guy's website years later when I started passing it out to people because of he had redesigned it and all this stuff. Like I couldn't, I can't remember his name to this day. The email's gone, you know, all that stuff. But what's cool is in eternity, we'll get to, to some degree, understand the ripple effects and how God has used us. And when you were talking about the gospel being offensive, it is offensive because first we have to admit that we're flawed and that we need a savior. But what's funny is it's also offensive because someone else is flawed. And they get a savior. Hmm. And, and you know, like when you're, when you're not saved, you're offended because you're like, I don't need a savior. What's that? You know, but once you come to Christ more often, you'll, you'll experience believers coming against that grace because how dare that person or even unbelievers. I've had someone be like, so if Hitler had accepted Jesus, he'd be in heaven. And I was yeah. like, why has it always got to be Hitler? <laughs> like, like why is it always, like, do y'all all Google the same thing? Like, how about some Pol Pot or something? Yeah. You know, <laughs> let's, let's ask for somebody else. But, um. Because there's some names out there. There's some names out there even now. But, you know, Genghis. but the fact that the answer is yes. Mm. Never mind the fact that a lot of these people are so far gone, they wouldn't. Right? Mm. Never mind that. Yeah. But there are those like Paul, you know, that totally did. The and, thief on um, the cross. Yeah, you know, the thief on the cross. There's so many and and that's also offensive to people. Um, but hearing but but just doing it, not caring like you, like, you know, engaging with those who don't believe, those who have no idea what they believe, and those who are certain in it all at once. It's it's a very encouraging experience. Mm. It's good. Yeah, it's I, I think too, something that we haven't really touched on, but it's really important. Um, you know, Jesus prayed for unity among believers. 
Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, right now, as we've kind of alluded to or talked about, like, there's a lot of like, <laughs> oh, you know, and especially in the day and age we live in, you know, information yeah. is right there. It great, creates lots of opportunity, uh, lots of opportunity for, um, you know, feeling frustrated at the way that Christianity is portrayed um, sometimes by our brothers mm-hmm. and sisters. And I think something that I constantly have to remind myself is of that grace, that piece of he, he did it for me. Uh, for annoying people like me, you know, Mm -hmm. who don't say the right thing. Often when I'm doing my podcast, I think, man, this is a responsibility, right? Like not many of you should be teachers, right? Because you'll be judged more harshly, right? That's scripture, right? right? So I'm like, Lord, you know, I just want to come to you and lay it down. I don't know. I don't know. And, and I think that attitude of humility, even though I struggle with it, because I really do, you guys, it's not just like something nice I'm trying to say, but like (laughs) struggling and saying, okay, God, help me to remember that grace piece that I I get to share with others, but help me to apply it to my own brothers and sisters, because I often tell people, and this is just the truth, um, unbelievers don't annoy me as much as my own brothers and sisters in the church, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's like taking the name of the Lord in vain. And sometimes I'm like, that is not okay. Um, and then just coming down and going, okay, Lord, again, if you can use a donkey, you can use anybody and far be it from me to judge everybody else, right? Like to just come down and say, I, I need, I need the body mm. to encourage me to, so that I can encourage them so that we can remind ourselves that we're on this crazy journey together. Yes. Right. And, um, and to, yeah, the encouragement piece is huge. And if we don't have that, then we're really, you know, it's great to go out on a lone mission once in a while, but really it, the Christian walk was never meant to be done alone. Amen. Amen. I like that. I think that's good. Yeah. That's a good place to, to, to sum that up. The yeah. Christian walk is not to be walked alone. Right. Um, yeah, we all go through it, uh, <laughs> man. Whew, and then I got in the podcast and then I really got into it. I'm like, <laughs> I know like, it's like, like a whole it's other like, layer. It's oh, a whole nother layer, back. but you know what? I, I, you know, a kingdom divided will fall. Um, you know, his kingdom will never fall. So we need to tie into that kingdom, figure it, figure this out. Um, will we figure it all out? Probably not. Um, will we still see divisions? Absolutely. But, but the remnant, there's gotta be a remnant out there somewhere. And that's biblical too. That that sits there and says, you know what? It's about Jesus. It's about who he is, not who I am. It's about sharing this message in, in platforms, um, or on the street or in your ministries or wherever. I think that we forget about that sometimes, you know, some of us have ministries too, outside of the podcasting realm. Uh, But to be available, I, I'm with you. Humility. My, you ready for mine? I'll pray. We'll pray for your humility. Pray for my self-control. Because okay. I'm telling you, I, I still work for the army. And man, I get a new boss every two years. And I'm telling you what, <laughs> it puts me through my paces. And I just need to shut up. Yeah. Look, shut up. I don't care. You want to wreck the whole everything. That's your business. I'm just going to sit back and have that peace that's promised. <laughs> yeah. But uh, man, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I, I think that what you're doing is is outstanding from both those angles that we've talked about. You know, you say a lot of Christian people are listening, which is important as well, how we can have these authentic conversations with people who don't believe or are in question or church hurt or whatever it is, whatever Mm -hmm. it is and how to love on them and in the way that Christ would love them. Yeah. So before we go, how can people get in touch with you and support what you're doing? getting so dark in here. <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, the like windows no, were open good. y'all good. for, for y'all Keep on YouTube. On. There we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Larry. Um, okay. Ask the question again. <laughs> How can people connect and support you and your ministry? 
Yeah, you can just go to findingsomethingreal.com or janellewood.com. Janelle Wood is a little more confusing. It's Janelle without an E at the end. Uh, they, they take you to the same place. And all of the links, speaking, podcast, blog, Patreon, all of that stuff is on the website. For everybody that is listening, you can get all of the links, all the show notes, all the Bible verses at thepantrypodcast.com. And you can go ahead and subscribe to get more notifications from us every week when we drop something new, some gold from some amazing guest. So until next time. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to The Pantry Podcast. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen and check out other great shows on the Edify app and Eternity Ready Radio.